0: Howdy folks, it is Monday, August twenty-second, 2011, I'm Skip Ruddertail, your otter editor, and this is episode 15A of the Bad Dog Book Club. I'm back from Rocky Mountain Fur Con, and we're back from our week off. And we have a treat for you today. It's Elf Sternberg's Distracting Aiden. Uh, Elf Sternberg is one of the first furry authors I found way back when I was a young fur. So I'm happy to share his work with us today. This story is from Elf's great saga, the journal entries of Kenneth Rael Shardik. He's been writing this series of stories since August 1990, believe it or not. It's the largest, oldest, and longest-running serial of any kind on the internet, published continuously. He's still writing them, and so it's a personal favorite of mine. It's one of the earliest things I've read, and I'm really excited that we're able to share it for you today. We're also pleased today to have a new reader to the book club, Dallin, and he's excellent, and he works some nice magic with some of the AI voices. So we hope you enjoy his reading, we hope you enjoy the story, and we do hope you come back next Monday to hear Toontz's and myself discuss it. Have a good week, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.
1: Distracting Aiden One of the journal entries written by L. Sternberg and read for you by Chris Fitzden Alenia Lothus 24 0528 "'Nervous?' I asked Wilshus. "'He had been pacing the length of the living room for half an hour already. "'Yeah,' he said. "'A little. "'I mean, until today I would just been Mrs. Playmate, her friend. "'Now, I mean, I'm being asked to sire hers and yours, sir, if you don't mind my saying so, child. "'It's a bit of a surprise when Vatari comes to you and says— Be the father to my mate's children. I chuckled and shook my head. You'll do fine. And stop worrying about my reaction to the whole thing. In this regard, think of it as just another cross-species family. I know, I know. I've sired three children and raised two of them. I've done this before, it's just... Do me a favor and don't tell anyone who I am. I raised an eyebrow and said... Why not? Well, if word got out that Vatari Shardik and the first lead of the cutters agreed that I was the best choice to sire their children... My fa... I wouldn't be able to keep the women off me. I laughed and said, Is that a problem? It is during competition season. Oh, okay. I see your point. Speaking of which, when is your next... "'Well, the next one is going to be at Steeringold in ten days. "'I blipped out there to see the incredible waves that they have. "'You know, I didn't get one good curl all day. Well, "'Maybe that's part of its charm. "'Sure you couldn't ask for a good storm out to see the day of the competition? They only really do well on high seas. "'Learn,' I said. "'It takes skill to look good on meter waves.' The door opened just as he was about to respond, and Rowan walked in, followed by the silly, stuffed pillow dragon droid Paul had assigned to her for the duration. Hi, I said as she came in. She returned the greeting and sat down wearily on the couch. I'm tired. Tired? I asked. But tonight's the big night. Top of the cycle for both you and Panissa. Better not be tired. Well, let me relax first. That smells great. What is it? What, in the kitchen? Oh, Baked salmon. Aiden's request. She nodded. Why are you so tired? Paul is trying to get me into shape. The UFT system left me with pretty atrophied muscles when I was decanted. He's trying to turn me into Aiden. It is for her own good. Dr. Lewis explained that to her, the droid said peevishly. Whoever had programmed this incredibly silly-looking green droid with that nasal, sycophantic accent? Of course, I know who damn well it was. David. I laughed and said, I bet. I walked over to her and said, Don't I get a hug? Of course you get a hug. Just don't ask me to stand up. I leaned over and hugged her close, scratching her back gently as I did so. She sighed and said, Oh, that feels good. Don't you dare stop. I followed her orders carefully, scratching and rubbing her furry back softly, concentrating on her shoulders and on the tight knot of muscles at the base of her tail. You know, Rowan, you don't need to hold your tail up all the time. My tail drags on the ground if I don't. Which was true. She did have a long tail for a method. Besides, people tell me that I look sexier when I do. Yeah, that's because mephits are based on a skunk image. I don't think that without that cultural reference you'd be thought any less of because you didn't hold your tail high thirty hours a day. She shrugged against me as I rubbed and said, So? People still think it's prettier when I do. I suppose. I backed away from her and said, Better? Much, thank you. You're welcome. The door opened, and Aidan and Panissa wandered in together. I rose to hug him, but he put his hand up and said, I'm all sweaty and dusty. So I hugged Panissa instead. She melded her body against me, and I sighed with pleasure. Love you, I said. I love you too, she laughed. How was your day? Not bad, not bad. "And yours? She asked Wolshus. Oh, the usual, he said, working out, swimming in the pond, making arrangements with my crew for the big compete next week. The usual, she said, smiling. I liked Walsh's, but I had yet to see what it was Panissa saw in the professional surfer. Shall we eat, I said, walking back into the kitchen and checking the oven. Can I shower first, Eden complained, sniffing himself delicately. I looked under the lid and said... You've got six minutes. Tops. Done, he said. When he had returned, we sat down and ate. Conversation was light and casual. Aiden rose to clear off the table by first putting a tray on his upright tail, then placing glasses on it. How are you doing that? I asked. Doing what? he asked innocently. Balancing that tray on your tail. Your tail doesn't have that kind of strength. At least, I don't think it does. I'll show you when I get back. He walked into the kitchen, holding his tail a little to the right, put the dishware in the sink, and came back with the empty tray. Reach up to the tip of my tail, he said. I did, and felt something about a cent thick coiled under his fur. Feel that? he asked. Yeah? Controlled presser module. Makes a cute effect in restaurants and bars. I saw someone using one in reach and just had to know the trick. Cute, I agreed, shaking my head slowly. But some people will do just for the appearance. Still, it made a good visual. After the table had been cleared off, the five of us sat around looking at one another, waiting for the cue. Vanessa finally broke the silence by saying, If you three will excuse me, I'm taking this handsome young Miltindal into the bedroom and making love to him till his eyes drop out. Sounds wonderful, Wilsheth said, sarcastic but smiling. Missa laughed and held out her mitt. Come on, gorgeous. He rose and followed her down into the bedroom. I watched them go with a mixture of envy and hope. I loved Panessa too much not to be at least a little bit jealous, and a little bit worried. And I also wanted very much for them to succeed. I turned back to Aidan and Rowan, who were now staring at me. Well, I said a little uncomfortably, do you two want to be alone? Aiden turned to Rowan and said, I wouldn't mind if he stayed. He better stay, Rowan returned. On the count of three. One? What the two? Okay, what are you two thinking? I asked suspiciously. Three! Rowan said, leaping from her chair. Aiden and she simultaneously grabbed me by the shoulders and tipped my chair back, easing me down to the floor as fast as safely possible before they descended on me, tickling me mercilessly. Aiden, stop! Oh no, he said, smiling. I like watching you squirm in helpless giggles. He dug his fingers under my arm to make the point, pulling my shirt up in the process. I did indeed dissolve, helplessly, laughing out loud and squirming against the resulting paws. Damn it I screamed. Stop and they did. I sat up and swept a lock of hair out from my eyes, glaring at them both. Aidan leaned over and kissed my cheek softly. Just getting your attention, lover, he said gently. Well, you got it, I said angrily. But as I looked into his face the anger melted, and I touched his throat gently with the back of my hand, stroking his fur. I love you, I said. I know. That's why we're here, all of us. I smiled, turned to Rowan, and said, Come here. She leaned in slowly, and I kissed her on the nose. And I love you, too. I'm glad you decided to stay with us. Me, too, she said, sighing. She opened her mouth to speak, closed it again, then said... You know, Ken, that when I came out of that tank for the second time, I hated you. I nodded, not at all surprised at her statement. All that I was was gone. Everything I had been. All the power and speed that had been Rowan Masters was gone, like it had never been. And then you came to visit me, and I saw you, through these eyes. And then you touched me, like Ember touched me the first time. And the sensation... The thought was so... I don't know. Powerful doesn't describe it. Profound, I guess. She smiled tightly and said, I like what I am. This small, personal thing that I am. That you two are. If I never thank you for it, it's just because I can still feel what I was. But I'm ready for tonight. I've never wanted what we're going to do tonight more. I nodded again and leaned over to kiss her. "'Thank you,' I said, for that admission. "'It's the truth.' She smiled and leaned over to kiss Aiden. He closed his eyes. The expression on his face forced me to stifle a laugh. Halfway between anticipation and reservation, he looked as if he was ready for it, but not ready for her. I used myself behind him, careful not to sit on his tail, and reached around to feel his nipples under his fur. "'I love you,' I said, whispering into his ears. "'I must have tickled his fur slightly. "'His ear flicked against my nose. "'He reached up behind himself and put his hand on my head, "'ruffling my hair. "'I love you, too.' "'I reached down to his side and tugged on the drawstring "'that kept his sweatpants closed. "'It came free with an easy pull.' and I pulled loose the strands that crossed over the tail hold, making it easy for Rowan to pull them off. He raised his hips to make it easier. Rowan gasped. Rick's Ken! He's big. I warned you. I know, but you didn't warn me enough. I smiled and said, and he's not even hard yet. I can change that, she smiled, leaning over and nibbling softly at the opening of his thick sheath. He groaned and whispered to me. I don't know. Somehow, it came to me right then. The perfect response. Do I have to blindfold you so you won't know the difference, cub? I answered him with a cold edge in my voice. No, my lord, he said, looking down. The way he said, my lord, sent chills down my spine, and the threat had an obvious effect on him. Rowan smiled up at the both of us as his cock hardened slightly, the pink tip sliding out of his sheath. Rowan, I whispered. Bite him a little. He whimpered, a high-pitched whine, and I said, hush, cub. He was silent until Rowan began gently abusing his sheath with her teeth, running her tongue in tight circles around the head of his cock. He squirmed, his cock hardening. Small whines came from his throat again as I put my hands over his eyes. I know how much he hates being blindfolded, but I also know how much he trusts me. I encircled his waist with my other hand and grabbed his balls, squeezing and twisting them slightly. He began to squirm even more, his cock coming to full flare. Rowan smiled and stood up, dropping the robe she wore. Her breasts were large, her hips wide. Her body is magnificent. Her fur was thick and expansive. Rolling around with her in bed is a joy forever if you don't mind having a hairball in the morning. And she was well built for what she was about to put herself through pregnancy It's too bad Aiden didn't appreciate it quite the way I do. as I slid my hand up to stroke Aiden's shaft. She knelt down again over him, ready I asked. She nodded. I'd asked her not to say anything during the evening probably a silly precaution. I watched in fascination as she slid her paws between her thighs, stroking between her lips. I grabbed Aiden's cock and pushed it away from his belly, aiming it towards her. She crawled forward a step and nuzzled her cunt up against his proffered cock. I heard him whimper again as she slid his thick penis into her, and the whimper was joined by her sigh. Hush, cub, I reminded him as she began to stroke up and down. For balance, she put her hands on his shoulders. She wasn't quite able to get all of him in her, and I don't think she would have wanted to try. As it was, she was doing a ring of a job. I bet, I whispered into his ear, I bet you'd love to be on the receiving end tonight. I bet you'd rather have me turn you over and fuck you hard, right, Cub? He whimpered, a high-pitched, hmm of acknowledgment. I bet you'd like me to follow this up by my sliding a hand into you. I let the pause go on for an evil length of time while Rowan stroked his thick cock. I bet you'd like two hands tonight. There was no coherence behind his whimper this time. I could feel his eyes flickering back and forth under my palm, searching desperately for a point of light, a sign that might tell him what was happening that he could not feel. With my other hand, I reached around his chest and began stroking his nipples hard. As I played with his chest, I could feel his ribs under muscle, under skin, and with an evil grin, I pressed inwards and rolled my fingers up. He squealed and squirmed harder. That hurts, and I should know. I looked up at Rowan, who had opened her eyes momentarily upon hearing the muffled scream. I smiled at her. She shook her head and went back to stroking his cock with her sex, pressing down deep with every stroke. I could see her shuddering with effort of pressing the head of his huge shaft against the back wall of her cervix. "'Want me to do that again, cub?' I asked. "'No, my lord,' he replied, breathing hard. "'Then you're going to come for me, aren't you?' "'Yes, my lord.' "'How soon?' Very soon, my lord. Better make it soon, cub, I said, grabbing a nipple and twisting it again, a little harder this time. He squirmed in response. Roland was slamming downward. I was covering Aiden's eyes so he couldn't see it, but I wanted to watch her reaction when he came. I didn't have to wait a long time. Aiden's body tensed and tensed more. I'd never seen him fight so hard for his orgasm before. Rowan was staring into his face, and I could see her reactions as he got closer, tenser, tighter. Suddenly, he threw his head back and screamed, his whole body quaking as he came into her. I lost my grip on his eyes. I was quick in my response, too, sliding to his left and letting him lay down slowly, his head into my lap. He waited a few seconds before opening his eyes and blinking a few times. Feel better? I asked. Much, he said. I reached down to run my hand along his cheek ruffs, soothing him. Rowan walked up and said, That wasn't bad. I'm sorry I couldn't do more for you, Rowan, Aiden said. Don't worry about it, she said, smiling. I understand. And there are other people who can take care of me if that's what I want. I laughed and said, But not tonight. She thought about that and said, Right. Not tonight. Why not? Aiden asked, bewildered. Combative spermatothanosis. What? he asked again. When two men come inside the same woman, for some reason the sperm fight amongst themselves, and her chance of pregnancy actually goes down. It's not really a big drop. I wouldn't recommend it as a method of birth control. And Rowan's egg will have plenty of help from Penissa's nanosheen, but I don't want to risk it for 30 hours. And even though we're not the same species, if CS is triggered by chemical tracers in semen... We might be similar enough to cause it. Especially if we really are what we eat, he said. That's awful, I said, grabbing one of the cushions and swatting at him with it. He blocked it easily. Actually, Rowan said, I wouldn't mind watching you two make love. I looked over at Aiden, who had a huge smile on his face. I can see you like the idea, I said. He nodded again, even more enthusiastically. I grabbed him by the shoulder and quickly manhandled him to the ground, rolling him over onto his stomach. He whimpered again. "'Didn't think it was going to be that easy, did you?' "'No, my lord.' I smiled. I looked around for a few seconds and realized we didn't have any lubricant. "'Well,' I said, "'it seems we are without anything to make my entrance easier.' Maybe we'll just have to do this dry, I said, nudging my cock between his buttocks. He whimpered again. Or should I ask Rowan to help? A glance in her direction told me everything I wanted to know. She nodded and smiled like a schoolgirl, but she also had one hand over her mouth, stifling a laugh. Please, my lord, please, don't fuck me dry. But it might be fun, I said. No. No. I'll be nice. Would you like to do the honors, Lady Rowan? She smiled wider and leaned over, taking my cock into her mouth with one swift swallow. I was immediately vaulted into paradise. (laughs) She was good. Her mouth closed around my cock and the warmth just seemed to pervade my entire body. I could feel it slowly spreading into my chest, my legs. Weird. I could also see from where we were situated my straddling Aiden's legs and her to his side, that she was holding his tail out of the way with her left paw, grasping it at the base. Then I realized she was squeezing it gently, rhythmically, with her strokes on my sex, and her index finger was extended down the cleft of his ass, playing with the tight ring of muscle around his anus. She let loose my cock and looked up at me. I think you're ready. I'm definitely sensitive enough, I said. I leaned over and ran my tongue over his asshole a few times, sliding in a little deeper with every lick. He moaned loudly. He loves being rimmed. I aimed my cock and slowly pushed it into him. Once the head was in, I took a deep breath, pulled up a little so my cock was aimed further downward, and plunged in viciously. He bit into his arm to muffle his scream. "'Too hard, Cub?' I asked. No. No, my lord. But as I began to stroke him slowly, the grunts and groans coming from him told me I might be doing this a little too hard. Still, he had a safe word, so until he called it, I wasn't going to stop. I began pounding him a little harder. Why not? He groaned, crossing his arms over his head to wait it out. I looked over to Rowan, who was staring at us with a mixture of fascination and concern. I smiled to her, shifted weight to get a better angle. The angle I was attacking him with was great for hitting his prostate, but not for my friction. And what I wanted right now was my friction. My strokes got even faster. Normally I'd have preferred to do this with him on his knees, but for some reason I was having a lot of fun fucking him like this, with him on his stomach. He was moaning, panting into the rug as my hips collided with his butt over and over. He would sometimes tense his muscles, almost succeeding in holding me. But I was in a sadistic mood with him for some reason, and I would simply break free, fucking him harder still, until I could feel my release growing inside me, tightening. I was positively snarling with every stroke as I rose to my climax, and with one savage impact with his body I came inside him, shooting into his poor, tortured gut. As the world stopped spinning, I slowly slid out of him and rolled off to my right. He groaned in gentle pain as he turned over and sat up carefully. "'You okay?' I asked. "'I'm going to be walking bow-legged for a week,' he exclaimed, leaning over and kissing me. "'Thank you.' (laughs) "'Uh, Ken? Aiden?' I turned my head to look into Rowan. "'There's blood on your cock.' Yeah, so? We both responded, almost simultaneously. Blood was nothing new to Aiden and I, not when we were enjoying the sort of ungentle lovemaking that strikes us every once in a while. She shivered gently. I shuffled over to her and put my arms around her, holding her close. You okay? I asked. She nodded. I guess I'm just not used to seeing that. Weird, huh? Some things as the Lady of Riche I just avoided thinking about. I guess I asked for it. I squeezed her shoulders gently. No. You asked us to watch us make love. I don't know why that sort of lovemaking came out of that scene. It just did. Sometimes we get out of hand. And you like it? I'd be lying if I said no. I'd also be lying if I said it was pleasurable. Then why do you like it? for the same reason Aiden and I do a lot of the things we do. Trust. Power, Aiden offered. Love, I countered. You should know about these things. You did run rich for a while, love. I know, she said. But now that I'm dependent on this delicate body to keep me going, I guess I'm a little more sensitive. I nodded. I reached down an arm to Aiden and pulled him over, hugging both of them close. I love you both. Love you too, Aiden whispered. Rowan merely said, mm-hmm, and snuggled closer. I was suddenly fascinated with this enormous expanse of black and white fur surrounding me. Gods, they're both so beautiful. And to think they're both my children. And they're going to be having children. Come on, I said after a minute or so. Let's go to bed. Let's clean up first, Aiden said. I agreed. As he stood up, he groaned and grasped his belly. You okay? I asked. You always ask that. I'm fine. I know. Come on. I reached down and helped Rowan stand. How are you doing? We'll know tomorrow, won't we? We could always do a little cheerleading. "'Go, sperm! Go, sperm!' I mind a few pom-poms. "'He's silly,' she said, looking at Aiden and hooking a thumb in my direction. "'This is news?' Aiden said. "'Can we take that shower now?' "'Okay, okay,' I said. "'We retired into the master bedroom and the shower.'